I'm Becca from Insightful Connections. And I am Michelle from Michelle R. Price, the light worker. Welcome to the podcast. So today our mission is to raise a bit of awareness and maybe um, offer some advice to, to help you learn something new. Now, the theme for today, Beck, having said that, is uh, all about spirit guides. And this is something that I don't think I've ever done in a podcast yet. I think this is a new subject matter for us. It is something that we talk a lot about in mentorship, but um, I feel like this was something good to get into the group chat, um, into our podcast chat for Living Enlightened, because it is something that people ask a lot about, you know, how do I do it? How do I find out who they are? You know, where they come from? So I think that this is a really good one to do today. So it'll be quite educational, um, I think. But before we get into the theme and talk too much about it, um, we do like to find out what's been going on in our lives. Um, so, Beck, anything sort of happening with you in the past week or so? Any good takeaways? Oh, there's been a lot happening in the last week or so, but I am super excited because I have a couple of birds coming into care today. One just for the weekend, uh, but one's going to be a little bit long term because that poor little thing got hit by a car. So, oh, no. Um, be, be caring for him and, and hoping hoping we can help heal that one and release him eventually um, him or her I don't even know yet so that one that um, that's a bit more long term is a galah uh, and apparently very very sort of cranky and and, um, <laughs> and um, has a lot of a lot of as fun. he would be because he's not well Rebecca yeah, he'd be very cranky Absolutely. So, yeah, definitely a lot of spunk, this one. Um, a bit of a challenge. I think <clears throat> my senior wildlife member sort of said, you know, I hope you're up for a challenge. She's gone, I've been doing this for a long time and this one's cranky. I'm like, okay. <laughs> Is that your first galah because you've mostly had ravens, yeah? Uh, it's, yeah, it's the first galah I'll have in care. I did pick one up. I uh, got a call out to a high residence and, and went over there to collect it. But that one um, had disease was diseased and, and wasn't going to be able to survive. So that one went straight to the vet, um, unfortunately. But this will be the first one I'll have in care. So that'll be fun and interesting and and um, we'll see. It's, it's probably a good thing that he's a little bit, got a little bit of spunk and attitude there because it means he won't sort of try and um, impress, you know, you, you can't imprint on them, oh. on each other. Otherwise, okay. if you imprint, they don't want to be released. Ah, oh, and it also and means then, he's probably a good, like, survivor, like a bit of a survivor if he's got that spunk yeah. about him as well. Yeah, yeah. 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 So, so it'll be a good um, base point to see where he's at and, and how he's going. Um, the other one I'm getting, which is, like I said, just for the weekend, is the tawny frog mouth. Oh, Rebecca. I That's know. Rebecca's favourite bird on earth. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> wow. So I am super, super excited. Super, super excited. These little birds are just choosing guy. you, that's for sure. This one, um, he was ready to be released but didn't want to fly off. So I'm going to put him in the big cage, the big aviary, just to give him some room to fly between the branches and just watch him over the weekend, obviously feed him and, and make sure that um, – He's, he's good to go. So um, with him, it, w it would be a matter of just leaving the food in there for him and, and maybe hiding some of it so that he can find it. Because mm. they watch. They watch. Mm. They watch where you put it. Oh, like, yeah. Really? They're so good with their eyes, aren't they? Oh, they look at you like, really? You didn't just hide that. Why didn't you just put it in the bowl for me? Mm. I saw every <laughs> I'm move. watching you. I can see everything. Does the <laughs> 20 frog mask. Yeah. 
Does the 24 month have to be separate from the cranky galah? Like do you have to keep yeah. them? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, so you've got two yeah. separate sort of setups or something. Yeah. Well, the, the galah, yeah. So the, the 24 month will go in the aviary outside and the galah will go into a smaller, he will need a smaller cage because he's injured. Oh, and we don't okay. want him moving around too much and, you know, increasing his injuries and, and whatever. Okay. He also needs to be crop fed. So that's kind of like when the parents feed the parrots, oh. uh, they've got this little sack there that their food goes into. So I'll be feeding him nutrient food okay. through that with a syringe. Um, and uh, we'll see how he goes. Oh, gosh. This is great. A cranky galah and a tawny frog mouth. And tawny frog mouths often look very cranky when they're sort of sitting there. You know those ones I took a photo of in um, Tassie when I was judging. in Tassie? Yeah, they're they judging. always look they're very always I think because their <laughs> eyes are very sort of like little slits and they always look a little bit, you know, cranky at you. That's awesome, Beck. Love that. So I'll see if I can get some photos and put them up on. Um, oh, please do on 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 our page, Michelle. I'm living enlightened, and um, up on my Insta as well. Yeah, we love the pics. Um, speaking mm. of animals, Beck, um, I actually had a dream last night that we had a giant rat living in our house, which was about the same size as Sissy, my little uh, miniature Schnauzer. It was huge. Oh my gosh! Yeah, it it's was an really R-U-S-S. fat. It was huge. <laughs> And it was living under like a bed and I don't know whose house I was in because it wasn't the house that we're in at the moment, but um, he was like under this bed and I was like, oh my God, look at this giant rat. It's huge. And it was like, like, a, like a wombat rat kind of thing. And I was like, wow, he's really big. And then he ended up moving into my healing room because he really liked healings. So he was actually in my room under my healing table and that's where he lived. So I don't know what my clients thought of that, but um, that's where my giant rat lived. Isn't that weird? <laughs> That is, I'm just, just wondering. Um, Looking for the meaning. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Good luck with that one, Rebecca. Good oh, luck. That's Michelle. reinterpretation. What? Michelle, Michelle, what? Michelle. You just Google oh rat. My gosh. What? Rat symbolism in dreams. Okay. Doesn't it mean your spirit guide's coming? Don't tell me it means your spirit guide's around. <laughs> What? This will make sense to you in a minute after a conversation we had yesterday by messaging. Oh um, okay, so it says if a rat occurred in your dream spiritually, and this was a big rat you're saying, okay, this Huge. is a big rat. Yeah. You're probably being reminded to explore new things in your life that you haven't yet explored. Huh. So the rat meeting insists that it's time to take up new hobbies you have wanted to try. That's Ooh. insane. That's insane. How does the rat mean that? And it was in my healing room. Like it was under my healing table. Oh, and Rebecca. Yeah. Did, the penny just drop? Did everybody hear that? Did everybody just hear that penny drop right there? <laughs> For people who enjoy rats or keep them as pets, seeing a rat in their dream is a good sign that there will be good fortune and happiness in store for you in the future. Wow. That's so, so crazy. Because yeah. we were Ashtati. just, wow, that's more confirmation. Golly. That was under your healing bed. Wow. Yeah, specifically. Yeah. Like that's, healing. it wasn't on my card table. It wasn't, it wasn't reading cards here. I mean, that's, wow, that's amazing. What a fantastic meaning. I can't believe it. Um, that's just blown my mind. <laughs> amazing. Well, that was my dream <laughs> last night. So um, <laughs> that was, Wow. Um, yeah, anyway, this, this card, Rebecca, get a load of this card. Get a load of this. Spirit guides, confirmation and great lessons. Halls of learning. Love it. And what's our subject today? 
it would be spirit guides. Oh my god! How amazing are the card draws we're doing every week? It's like, what is going on here? Um, so Carl Gray, um, gateway of light activation. I'll take a photo of that and put it into the show notes as well. So halls of learning is what this card is. And I love it when this one comes out because sometimes you get a little visual when you're doing readings. Sometimes you get a little visual of the, um, the card before it sort of pops out. So for some people on occasion, I'll get the, um, the actual image of the card, which is the halls of learning. Um, so it's a picture of like a great big shiny sort of golden hall almost. It looks like it's made out of some sort of stone and it's quite uh, long and the, sh- the floor is very polished so you can sort of see reflection in the uh, floor underneath your feet. Um, the, skies, uh, the roof is very high and it's got one of those um, sort of dome, almost skylights um, above there. So it's actually a really beautiful card, all very golden. So the halls of learning, it's all about the spirit guides and this is what we're talking about today. So this is about where you kind of go to meet them essentially. So the halls of learning and that's going to be in the talk topic. I've kind of given away a few things here, but um, we're going to be talking about how you get in touch and figure it out as well. So we'll just put a little note of halls of learning uh, card here because that's quite incredible that one came out out of all the cards in the deck. That one came out and that's directly relating to our spirit guides because sometimes it does look like you're going in to have a little meeting like with, you know, a round table or, you know, what they used to do back in the day with the knights and all of that, the knights of the round table. Um, so it does sometimes look a bit like that. So it'd be great to go there, set the intention to go there and ask for you guys to be there to meet you. Um, there's a lot of light actually, Rebecca, down the middle of the room there. You can see a great big beam of light coming down into the center of the room as well. It feels yeah, a little bit... Um, such a beautiful room. It angelic or something. It yeah, does. it's like a big library. It feels like a big library to me. But yeah, I love that big beam of light because that's a way that we can cleanse our energy in our home. Um, in fact, I think that is a library because it looks like books all over the wall. Yeah, there's a great big beam of light coming down and that's a great way to cleanse your space. So you bring the beam of light down to the center of the room and spread it out. Um, so getting rid of anything that's not serving you. So um, take yourself to the great big library. Um, this is confirmation. Hello. Uh, confirmation is in there as well. Um, lessons, a lot to learn in this episode, Rebecca. So we better get into it. Um, this is going to be a real teaching episode today. So I might uh, jump in unless you want to kick things off. Yeah, no, let's get into it. Beautiful. So I wanted to give a bit of a definition first because we have been talking about spirit guides and that sort of thing, but what does it actually mean? So um, I guess in Western, you know, terminology, which is where we're at, it's an entity that remains as a discarnate spirit and it acts as a bit of a guide or protector. Now, this is a um, definition I did look up. It's not my definition, so I will um, credit this. As a guide or protector to a living uh, human, so us. So traditionally, and this is more in African uh, belief systems before Christianity and all of that, in Islam, Africans believed and continue to believe in the eternal and um, ubiquitous spirit of the ancestors and uh, God. Uh, but the ancestors are thought of as a living dead. And they're the ones that sort of come back and sort of show a bit of compassionate interest in our lives uh, and maybe help us on our um, you know, daily journeys and things like that. So some people believe that they are largely ancestors. I believe it's a big mix, um, but also very connected to past lives, which isn't in that definition. That definition is from Wikipedia. But my feeling, and certainly with my experience of what I've um, jumped in and looked at for myself and for others, is that a lot of the time I'll be taken into a past life, I'll be shown a particular being, um, as in when I say being another human that we're very connected to, and then they've come in as a bit of a guide um, to point so-and-so, the client, sitting in the chair in the right direction. So I mostly find that it is someone that we were connected with in a past life. Whether you want to say that they're always ancestors, some of them are, you know, ancestors, some of them were someone we were connected to, married to, or whatever. Um, but it's not always the case. I don't find it's always the case that they're an ancestor necessarily. 
it may be an old mentor, um, an old teacher, you know, um, that's sort of coming back to give us a little bit of um, guidance. So I do like that definition, but it just kind of leaves out a little bit of the um, past lives and things. And that's just based on my experience with readings that I've sort of picked up along the way. So Beck, have you got something to say on that? I do. Look, I just, I just wanted to, the notes I put into the show notes, and I think it's, I think it's just amazing, Michelle, how we've got this, you know, this board that sort of guides us that we put a few little notes on that we can, Mm. can work off and I just think it's incredible because most of the time when we get on to do the podcast we haven't done any pre a lot of pre-work we get on there and we've just got blank spaces blank spaces Pretty blank much. spaces and yeah. by this point of our conversation we've just thrown in a whole heap of notes to remind us of what to say and and what have you and it's it's, it's just crazy how um crazy it's amazing how it just sort of flows each week for us. Yeah, um, and, totally agree. You know, I was, was just as you mentioned before, and as I mentioned before, or you know, what have you. So I just wanted to throw that in there because I'm feeling very grateful that this is just such a, a wonderful process. But I wanted to say to everyone that it's not sort of like having a genie to grant wishes. You know, I believe um, I believe our guides are there to guide us into alignment of love and purpose, and for light workers to help guide others into alignment. Um, so not by forcing connections on everyone, um, but, you know, free will, obviously, again, free will plays a, a huge part of connection with your guides, uh, but more importantly, so do the synchronicities and signs. So some people are not open for various reasons, which can include their fear, the unknown, lower vibrations, uh, movie interpretations, of course, and, you know, things like that. So when you get into a fear-based vibration funk you can ask your guides for help so again looking out for the synchronicities and, and signs yeah great advice um and that is true what you said because um you know i remember it, it kind of reminds me a little bit of um church when i was growing up and they always said you know don't use jesus as a spare tire you know use him um not use him it's mm. like you know, give gratitude for the blessings. It's like we don't just, you know, when we're in trauma, fear, you know, um, we've just been diagnosed with some sort of illness is sometimes when we all of a sudden reach out to the universe. And it's like up until that point, you know, we're not even connecting to spirit. So it's like, you know, the important thing is to not use um, our spirit guides, as Beck was sort of alluding to, just as a sort of backup plan. You know, it's important to maintain that dialogue, um, communication and gratitude is really important as well. So that they're not just feeling like they're uh, being used a little bit. So communication and gratitude, very important. Now, the point that I wanted to make here was that the spirit team um, is what sort of becomes uh, formed when I guess you have your spirit guides um, come in and you can have, you know, guardian angels as well. I think I might mention guardian angels too, because people do get a bit confused about that. You know, is this guardian angel the same as a spirit guide? Like what's going on with that? So I wanted to probably touch on both of those things. And with your uh, guardian angel, that's my belief is that you have one or two that come in, um, they've got your book. So your little book with all your things in that you're going to achieve in this lifetime, your soul plan, which is, you know, getting into, I guess, um, not Acacia Records, Acacia Records, all of those books. Um, and that's essentially where we would just were with the halls of learning, uh, that sort of place. So that's where we've uh, got all of our memories, all of our experiences, life experience, etc. So the, um, you know, one or two, um, my belief is guardian angels come in with you. They accompany you down to earth. Um, I guess they probably hang around for a little bit of period of time. Um, then I often see a lot of loved ones come in from that point too with newborns. Um, so a lot of the time it's, you know, parents or grandparents or whoever's not around anymore. 
often they will come in and sort of have a look at that little newborn and keep an eye on them too. And then when your guardian angels around, it's when you feel really alone. It's those dark night of the soul moments. Um, if you're going through, you know, depression, if you're going through grieving, those real kind of dark night of the soul moments where you're just feeling really disconnected from anything and everyone, that's often when they're around. And that's when you start finding those random feathers around. So that for me is a guardian angel and they're the ones that I don't know that I get as much communication from, from a guardian angel. It's more of an, an awareness they're there and that I feel protected and safe. Whereas a spirit guide is more information, more about, you know, pointing me in the right direction, give me advice, give me confirmation. I would say that would be a safe kind of description of that. So when you've got your spirit guide, then you, um, you know, or a few, um, then you've got a spirit team, which is what you sort of put together at that point. Yes. Not that we do that, but that's what happens. Um, but that's the external energy. So this is another little definition I looked up online. So external energies that give us information and guidance, essentially. So it's, it's quite different from a guardian angel. Um, in some cases, you might be more open to receiving info if we don't think it comes directly from our own knowledge or intuition. Now, this is something that I think Beck and I were just talking about maybe off air as well, is that a lot of the time you've got to take that logical mind out of it. So if people ask me a question during a reading, I'm like, oh, okay, we're going to do the question. All right. So then I'll be like, you know, old mate over here um, in spirit will often distract me. Like often I'll say something completely ridiculous and I'm like, what's with the shopping bag? There's a shopping bag. I said this to this lady the other day because she asked me a question. I was like, oh, in the head, in the head. And I was like, there's like a shopping bag or some sort of basket and it's hanging over something, but it's got kind of a long handle and there's, I don't know if there's stuff in it or not, but get this Rebecca, cause I'm thinking she's not going to know what I'm talking about. This woman, she was hysterical. She couldn't stop laughing. And she goes, oh my God, are you serious? And I went, yeah. And she goes, I have hung a wicker basket off the arm of one of her fans. So you know how you got all the blades on your fan. She yeah, hung, a, yeah. hung a wicker basket off the edge of her fan to remind her to do something. That's how she remembers she's got to do something. <laughs> Has anyone ever heard that in their life? Do I know anyone who's ever done that in their life? It's like the Audi ad. You know the Audi ad where they make the doorways lower and they bang their heads to remind them that Audi's got discounts on? Have you got the ads yeah. down there in the ACT? Yeah. Yeah, it's like yeah, that. Yeah. She hangs an empty wicker basket over the handle of the fan to remind herself to do something. I've never heard that in my life. Not taping the kids to the fridge. <laughs> I know. Well, that's the next thing. I mean, maybe she does. I don't know. It didn't come up. So um, isn't that the strangest thing? I was like, what does this mean? And she knew exactly. So that was how spirit distracted me. And by then I was like, oh, the answer's bang. Do you know what I mean? Like we had this great conversation, laugh, 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 ha, ha, ha. And then the answer was there. So it's like, you've got to take the logical mind out of it. That's an example of that. So spirit will distract you um, to get that information through. So that's, that's the work that sometimes my team will do. My spirit guide will do my main one. So um, yeah, that way it takes the head out of it a little bit. So the spirit guide is um, someone that you can go to. So when I'm doing a reading, for example, I might say to my spirit guide, you know, someone's asked me this question and I go, all right, um, little bear, who's my main guide, who's a Native American Indian. I'll say to him, um, can you get me that number? Can you get me the birthday? Can you get me the, the name of that person? Can you get me the whatever? And then I go and distract myself and I wait for the message to drop in. So it's when, you, um, when you're when you having a conversation, you forget what you're going to say next and you go, oh, hang on. And then you go and do something different and then boom, it drops in. That's how it works in readings as well. So it's all about the distraction. So that's what we use our spirit guide for mostly, or I do anyway. Um, I also get into like organize people, get them in order, get them not to overlap, get them not to come in all at once. Um, bring in specific people. I ask him to bring in, and I'm talking about past over loved ones. 
So my spirit guide is pretty much my right-hand man, um, personal assistant, PA, um, and I'm talking about the main one, uh, but we do have a team. So um, I hope that sort of explains what we do and how we use them. Um, but look, the team in my belief, as I said before, you know, past life connections. So when I first went out and met my main spirit guides, I, I think I met about five or six the first time I set the intention I wanted to do that. And I'll talk a bit about that later, um, how to do that. But they were all different nationalities. And that was something I noticed. I went to India. I was like, um, there was a Buddhist, uh, like a monk. Um, there was like, you know, all different nationalities. I've got a Roman, um, emperor, um, who I actually connected with when I was running one morning. So there were, there were nationalities from, um, all different parts of the world. And I thought, okay, well, that's interesting. So I do find that with my clients as well, Egyptian as well. So I do find that with my clients that they do have a lot of different nationalities. Um, and a lot of the time it is indigenous. And the reason I think I'm learning that this is a case back and you're listening to Dolores Cannon, I don't know if you finished it, but Dolores Cannon, three waves of volunteers. The, um, she talks a lot in that about the indigenous, um, some of the indigenous clans actually figuring out how to ascend on their own into the fifth dimension. So I didn't go into this when I talked about the book last time, um, cause it's pretty up there in terms of figuring that out and what does that mean? Yeah. But they actually worked out how to get into the 5D. So they literally just, all their stuff is here, you know, everything's organized in their little community and then they just disappeared. They literally disappeared and no one saw them again. So they ascended as a group and it's got confirmation. So it's yeah. like those indigenous clans that have managed to do that and figure it out, I believe they're some of the ones that are really coming back because we've all, most of us got Native American Indians. They come up very, very commonly, very frequently when I'm looking at spirit guides for people. So you know, I feel like certain um, Indigenous groups like that, um, also Aboriginal, you know, um, there's a lot of Aboriginal guides as well. Um, so they, uh, they've either figured it out, how to ascend, um, you know, and they're now coming back as um, guides for us, you know, helping us on this earthly plane in the 3D. So it's pretty, uh, pretty exciting, pretty cool. I just want to say, just sort of, you know, I was getting confirmation, Michelle, when you were talking about the guides and, mm -hmm. and the different types of guides and, and explaining how you have lots of different sort of types of guys, Little Bear and uh, the Roman Emperor. But I just want to say that it is super important to say here that you can definitely have multiple guides and they'll be looking for the first opportunity to get you to notice their support. You know, for that, that, that few seconds you stop focusing on the runaround of daily life is when you're going to get these signs and synchronicities in, you know, as you're in your waking hours. So I mentioned before looking out for signs and synchronicities. So these are ways that our guides give guidance to us things falling off the shelf, the dreams, as, as Michelle mentioned, lights flickering or lights turning on and off is a big one. Um, and of course, your inner knowing. Now, the inner knowing, which is a tricky one, I'm wondering if maybe we should do a podcast on that, Michelle, <laughs> because people are generally in their head all the time. So you need to be able to sit back and take a breath and feel if the thought you're having is one of stress or everyday chaos, or if it's an inner knowing from, from spirit, which is you know generally a lot softer and generally random. It can be very random. Um, so it doesn't have to be in-depth and, and urgent. So an example of this for me is one morning I was trying to get my four children ready for school, trying to get them all into the car, you know, school bags, lunches, everything. Um, so that's a lot of fun in the mornings, very sort of hyperactive. <laughs> um, but I was coming past and I saw on the shelf a box of Band-Aids. And I actually, it was almost like that, that when I looked at them, that it sort of took a screenshot or, or a picture of, of that, those band-aids. And I thought, that's weird. And I thought, I'll take a couple of band-aids with me. So I did, grabbed a few band-aids, 
put the kids' bags in the car, put the Band-Aids in the little console at the boot of the car because I was like, what am I going to do with these now? I'm just going to lose them. So I chucked them there and we got in the car and we're on our way to school. My youngest said, mum, my finger's bleeding. This is about five minutes into the trip. She goes, I've cut my finger on something. I don't know what, but it's bleeding. I need a Band-Aid. And I went, okay, I've got Band-Aids in the back. Let's just wait till we stop. And boom. So it doesn't have to be, you know. It, it, That's unbelievable. It just, you know, and that was even amongst, amongst all that chaos and what have you. But it doesn't have to be, you know, um, your spirit guides coming in and, and you walk past someone. You will, you know, obviously, and I'm sure it's happened to many, many people because you can all resonate with this, that you walk past someone and you get chills. You get like shivers down your back or you get mm -hmm. goosebumps, things like that. But um, it doesn't have to be like an urgent sort of thing. It was just I was walking past. I looked up and it was just like I needed... I sort of lost time because I saw that that shot, that picture of the Band-Aids that were on the, It was like, took a screenshot. That's massive. Bang. So it was just those couple of seconds there. It's just um, another intuition back home. Yeah, yeah. Because mm -hmm. that's it's the amazing. moment when you do that, you some people will look at that and go, don't be ridiculous. What do I need them for? And that's, that's the moment. And that's what I've been saying to a lot of people. If you feel like yeah. driving home a different way, if you feel like, you know, going to the cafe shop you don't normally go to, if you feel like getting the Band-Aids, get the Band-Aids. Because that's that moment. That's that pivotal moment where you saw it and then later, you know, it's like saying something in a reading, say everything. Otherwise, you get disappointed. Yes. Your daughter says, oh, I've cut yeah. my finger. And you go, I saw the Band-Aids. I didn't buy them. So that's that yep. pivotal moment that yeah, everyone needs to pay attention there. to. If I didn't stop and actually take note that that was a little bit odd that the Band-Aids got my attention, yeah. I would have gotten in the car, I would have not had the Band-Aids That's such a good example. And yeah, it, yeah. Was, it was just really, I mean, it wasn't a big card, it was just a little little thing, but it's big yeah. to a little person. It's that's big to it. a little person. Yep, and she would have had to go to school with that as well. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. What an amazing so example. I got such good confirmation of that too. Uh, I was writing a few notes as you were talking then because there was a couple of things that popped up for me, which was um, really good confirmation around that as well. A lady this week said that she had um, only, she's going through a big, pretty big breakup. She's actually just won a legal case against her ex. So she's won, I think I was saying last week, maybe in the chat, um, $67,000 or something. Um, it's a uh, really great win for her. And she has been, she walked in and I said, you need amethyst. And she goes, I can't believe you just said that. And she goes, I've been wearing amethyst. And I was like, you don't normally wear that. And she goes, yeah, I've been wearing it. And I'm like, wow, that's weird. And um, she just, it was one of those things. It's like where the, you know, the confirmation makes sense to her because she's literally just gone, I need amethyst. She walks in and I tell her and she goes, oh my God. Because um, it was all about the crown space and the third eye for her. So she, um, she said to me, it's really weird that you say that because I had um, one piece of amethyst to my center console and I've been um, just keeping it there. And then she decided that she wanted it with her. So she's been carrying it around with her. And then she jumped back in a car and she's like, oh, I left the amethyst at home. Looks in the center console, there's a piece of amethyst there. She doesn't even know where it came from. She had one piece of amethyst, took it out of the car, carrying it around with her everywhere, left it at home by accident, got in the car to come here. And she's, there's another piece of amethyst in the center console. Where did that come from? Like, it's just, wow. yeah. Wow. It's, yeah. She told me that yesterday. Um, lapis lazuli as well. Beck knows my story about the lapis, um, where it kept going missing. It was really beautiful. I was like, guys, this is enough. I've had enough. You know, a lot of the times for a guide's great for lost items. You know, that's what I tend to use them for. Um, lapis lazuli, that was the elementals though. I think the fairies more so because it appeared in my vehicle, which I'd searched a million times, same as, you know, my client. 
and it's standing up on its edge in the center console. And I'm like, guys, that's ridiculous. Like, I mean, that can't even happen naturally. There's no way. Like I was in and out of that car and it's standing there on its little edge balancing. I'm like, nah, nah. <laughs> and that time I was teaching Reiki and I lost my wedding uh, band in the uh, rug, the pink rug. There's four or five of us crawling around on the floor, crawling around on the floor. And then when everyone left, I just went, little bear, my main guy. Um, where is it? And he literally, I closed my eyes and he literally drew a line from where I was standing right to the ring. And it was where my feet had been. And I'm like, it can't be there. Like we literally, we were all around because it's all pushed down where my feet are. And we didn't see it. No joke, Beck, my wedding band is balancing on the top of the little fibers, like on top of the fibers, <laughs> like standing there. Like it was like someone had just pulled it out and just dropped it just on top. Yeah. I'm like, that's impossible. I've been teaching for eight hours that day. Up and down, up and down, up and down. That was my main guide. So the main guides can be really good for finding lost items. Um, this week I had, sorry, last week I um, had a session with that lady I read for who lost a son. Um, he was 21. And this was unbelievable. This was unbelievable. I'm sitting there at the beginning of the session and I said, oh, because um, re I've read for her now for over a year. And I said, oh, have you found your pendulum? I, just, I feel like I wanted to mention your pendulum. And she goes, oh, no, I haven't found it yet. Um, and she said, I'm using my necklace, but she showed me a necklace and it's not working very well because it's got beads all down it. You know how like pendulums just generally have one strand, like one chain and then the, the you know, weight on the bottom. She's got beads all down hers and it's two lines, um, obviously, because it's a necklace. And so it's not really working that well. Um, and I said, oh yeah, that's not great. And then at the end of the conversation, I said, Romina, I don't know why, but your son's showing me like this brown kind of um, vinyl kind of handbag. It looks a bit leathery, but it might be like a vinyl. It's brown though. And she just, I didn't realize she has two handbags right next to her. She goes, oh, which one? And she holds these two handbags up. One's black and one's brown. I went the brown one. And she goes, oh, and I said, I don't know what it is, but he's asking to go through the pockets, have a look through the pockets. And she's like, what's in the pockets? And I'm like, I don't know. And then he also referenced, it was really beautiful. He also referenced his wallet. I said, oh, is his wallet there? And she goes, yeah, here it is. It's like, she just had everything right next to her. And I'm like, oh, okay. Um, picks up his wallet. And I said, there's cards in there, but there's also a photo. And um, she showed me and it was a photo of him and his girlfriend and they were twin flames. They were like, they were just true loves. Like it was really, really beautiful. She's still mourning the poor girl. Um, but it was a photo of them in there. And then she goes, my God, Michelle. And I'm like, what? She pulls out a little brown pouch, a little suede pouch out of this handbag, out of one of the pockets is her pendulum. She lost oh, it wow. last <laughs> year. Like I'm talking months ago. Before they went on holidays, she said she went on holidays and she must have gone to take it with her and she's chucked it in one of the, there's like a million pockets in these bags. She's chucked it in one of the pockets and because it's brown, I guess she hadn't seen it. But she said, Michelle, I swear to you, I have been through this bag a million times. Same as me with my car. You know, she's yeah. like, that's not possible. And we were both in tears. We were just like, oh, this is the most ridiculous thing ever. And thank God I recall these sessions because that was, that was, wow, you know, that was amazing. And that happened live, like while we were sort of doing this recording. Um, so that was really, really cool. Um, so they can be very good, um, you know, and her son is definitely a guide for her. You know, her son's definitely a guide for her. Um, and so he's sort of working with her as the main, you know, energy um, to help her find whatever she's, uh, whatever she's lost. So um, there's amazing things that happen every week, but that was just a really good example um, with her of that particular thing. So um, 
basically just wanted to touch on the fact that um, I didn't mention before children and animals. I don't think I mentioned that, but we do often have kids in our, our spirit team as well. So sometimes you may have lost a child, they become uh, part of your spirit team. And I've had many examples of that with clients of mine um, and animals. So you have your totem animals. Um, I have a main one, which is a flying horse named Argusus. Um, but people sometimes will have, you know, different ones like eagles are very common, um, elephants, you know, different animals, um, bears, you know, owls. Um, so they're all very common. Uh, but yeah, most of us have sort of a main totem animal and I work with one main one, uh, but also you can have animals come and go. You know, if you've got all these crows hanging around all of a sudden, um, snakes, you're seeing snakes everywhere, you know, they change and it depends on what you're going through. Snakes are kind of a rebirth. Um, but numbers as well, Beck, repeating numbers. I do find that numbers sort of yeah. come from my guides as well to give me a bit of a kick in the bum. And I mentioned um, 111 kill last week. And that's usually a sign that I need to get myself into gear, you know, and there's something new coming. And isn't that funny with what we just talked about with a shawty? Something new and coming. And the rat. And yeah, the rat and tree. the rat. Yeah, yeah. So that's definitely, um, I just got confirmation. Um, that's definitely a sign that we are heading um, in a slightly different direction. Um, oh, when you said shivers before, I just thought about that guy when I was at Noosa doing a big walk because we're doing a Kokoda challenge in April. I was doing a, cha- a walk on my own, like a training walk. And um, it's really strange. I saw this guy and I couldn't stop looking at him. And he was sort of like, he was, he was walking quickly, but he was just in front of me and I sort of was keeping up with him. So he was right in front of me and I kept looking at him and it was just a really strange energy. I was like, not, not negative, but I was just like, I do, I've got to walk with this guy. I want to stay behind this guy. And so I kept up with him anyway. I sort of lost him when we got into Noosa and there was like a lot of crowds around. And then I saw him coming back towards me. So he must've gone down to a certain point, turned around and he was coming back. As soon as he got close enough to me, I looked at him and he looked at me and I was head to toe goosebumps, head to toe. And I was like, what the hell was that? And my ear rang. My right ear just went. And then as soon as he was away from me, it all disappeared. It all stopped. So I don't know what that was. I feel like it was probably a loved one. But then the same thing happened when I saw that little newborn the other day. I had a little baby next to me and um, my ears started ringing then as well. So it was, um, you know, I think that the baby, like I said before, babies often have like a grandparent or something around. Um, but yeah, when I had this baby and that gentleman, goosebumps, and then my ear just went crazy. So I don't know. I feel like probably loved ones. I don't know if it was spirit guide in particular, but yeah, that guy's energy was really weird. I just felt like I've got to keep up with this guy, keep up with this guy. Um, and then, yeah, my, my ear and um, everything was just goosebumps when he walked past me. It was amazing. It is amazing. <clears throat> Excuse me. Um, yeah, that is amazing. I just, you know, just getting back to before when you were talking about losing the amethyst and losing mm. the pendulum, your, your client losing the pendulum and what have you, um, you know, if you believe it's lost, then it will be so. So speaking words like I've lost it oh, or it's good, gone, yeah. you know, will block you. Law of attraction, like attracts like. We've been through this, you know, we've, we've had these discussions. We've done podcasts on it. Mm. Um, but, I, you know, so, so saying things like I know it's around and it will show itself when it's ready, um, you know, are really key factors in, in finding objects as well. So it, it's it's what you're actually what a great tip saying. i love that um and the other thing i wanted to just sort of I just throw a note in on here um when you were saying about being in the car before i actually have a small statue of archangel michael in all of our cars so matt's got one by default it's just like this is archangel michael he's in the car he's to protect everyone he stays in your car that's it it's your car do what you want with it but archangel michael stays here he's staying so here. that's a brilliant idea these, yep i've got these little statues um, of Archangel Michael because he is a protector. Yeah. 
Um, and I set the intention when I put those angels in, <clears throat> the statues, sorry, it's getting a bit dry. Um, I set the intention that when our seatbelts go on and the car switch on, that we are protected, protection mm. bubble around the car. So um, these are all, you know, other ways that you can sort of get connected a bit more and, and it's about the faith and the trust. So, And it's a physical reminder, Beck, the statue. It is. It's a physical yeah, reminder because it's nice for us to say, oh, you've got to do this, you've got to do that. But imagine that's actually a really good tip because um, working with kids, like I recommend Archangel Michael all the time, but if they had like a physical reminder, that's like something that they can see and they go, oh, okay, I've got to remember to do that thing. Um, it's like the lady with the basket on her fan to remind yes. her to do that thing. So it's yes. like, that's actually a really good tip. I wonder whether they sell them at Nurture um, over here. I might they have do. to check that out. Oh, is it Nurture? Yeah, the crystal shop, that's where we go and get all our crystals from. Belinda Smith was going to send me a couple ah, ago, okay. COVID and everything happened. Yeah, so yeah that's actually a really good tip because sometimes you need that visual to remind yourself. Absolutely, yeah. absolutely. Um, I could probably get some too because I've got some accounts, some wholesale accounts. Insightful connections, like, Rebecca, mine. Insightful mine. connections yes. through, yeah. But um, so what I wanted to, to say to post that was that um, if you want to get connected with your spirit guides, you need to start rele relying on your own survival and your own strengths and release in your fears. You have to release your fears around it. Um, so trusting and maybe that's something, you know, releasing fears is a podcast we could do, Michelle, um, some tips and guidance on that. Yeah, great idea. To help people through there. So and, and get into the routine of asking the guides for help. So even just a little chat here and there, it doesn't have to be that you want something specific. Like I said before, it's not like having a genie. Um, but, you know, you've, you've got to build a relation. You've got to build, build on it. Um, so I was feeling a little tired. Um, so a little chat here and there. I was feeling a little tired driving home on my way home from work one night. And I actually asked my Uncle T, who has transitioned, um, to sing with me in the car. I just got in the car. I'm like, I'm so tired. Come on, Uncle T, let's just, let's just rock out. Sing with me. Let's just rock out. I turned the radio on and no, like, unbelievable I was just like all of a sudden I just had this increase in energy and I was just all over the place um clicked on the radio spirit in the sky song came on do you know that song <laughs> I put a link in the in the show notes to it but wow. this song came on so we just rocked out together all the way like you know through that song and I was Such feeling a good better song. I had enough of a boost of energy so you know it it may just be something as little as that 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 gets you gets you through to the next next segment of, of where you're at. Yeah, it is um, really, really powerful. The, um, the music is a big thing that comes up a lot in our connections with our clients and things, how magic, um, you know, spirit can be with communicating through songs and things like that. But also it's a little bit like psychometry sometimes, like where you want to connect with someone and you put their song on. And it, you feel the goosebumps. I mean, most people have felt that, you know, if you do want to feel your loved ones around, I know that's more mediumship than spirit guides, but it is a great way, similar to psychometry, to um, bring that person in because that's a song that they loved, you know. So I think that's really great that you use that with Uncle T. Um, and, you know, in terms of, um, you know, connection, I think that there's a multiple way, um, multiple ways that you can do that. And that's something that I was alluding to at the top of the show is that, 
you know, you can get a spirit guide drawing done. So there are people who are very talented that, you know, reside at expos mostly and they do spirit guide drawings. Um, I've had one of those done really amazing. Um, you can obviously have a reading, you know, ask someone to connect to them for you and show you who they are. Um, ask for them to appear in dreams as well and, uh, or meditations. And that's how I've connected to mine. When I said I went all around the world and, you know, saw the different ones. And I did actually go to those places. I actually traveled to those locations and that's where I saw those guides and communicated with them wherever they were from. So that's how I knew they were in different places. So that's a few different ways, but you know, you've also got music. I mean, I have an alchemy bowl here on the floor um, that connects to whales and dolphins, but it is a third eye bowl. So that one actually really, um, when I play that with the heart space, I find that really opens up a little gateway. And I do find that it's easier to bring all the loved ones through. Whenever I play my bowls together, the heart and the um, uh, third eye, I do find that I have a really great day of readings. Like I have a really great day of connections and I um, just know what I need to say, et cetera. So it's not hard. It makes it a lot easier for me. So that's a great way to connect with your spirit team or spirit guides. Maybe you can ask for a message, you know, play your bowls, open the um, gateway a little bit, um, make it easier for them to sort of communicate. Um, but also, you know, the, um, meditations. So listening to certain kinds of music. So one of the things that I do recommend a lot is solfeggio, miracle tone. So that's what I used to play in my readings a lot. I don't play that in my readings all the time anymore. Cause I've sort of, um, leveled up a little bit, I guess, and I don't need to have it on. But when I first started, that was good for my confidence. Um, because it was that constant when I played it, I knew that I was working. Like I knew I was actually in work. This is my work song. Um, but I do mix it up a little bit more, but selfishly, I miracle tone is great. Um, it's a very, it's one of the lower vibrations. Um, but if you want to get more into spirit guide connections, you look up Solfeggio. It's a funny spelling, Solfeggio, and then look up spirit guides, Solfeggio and, you know, mediumship or whatever. So depending on where you want to go and what you want to connect with, um, Solfeggio is a really great way to do that. And I promise you it works because I've used this, um, I've practiced it, I've tried it. It does work. Um, and especially if I'm trying to heal a particular part of my body, Solfeggio sacral, Solfeggio solar plexus, um, I play it for that particular part of my body and just massive difference, like huge difference um, in how I feel, um, how I respond to, um, you know, the bowl for that particular part of the body then becomes a lot, you know, easier. So I would recommend that for spirit guide connections, but also in Insight Timer they have, and generally Solfeggio look up on YouTube, it's um, Insight Timer is really great as well for meditations and um, for specific things. So um, I would also recommend Insight Timer as well. Yeah, the Sofeggio, um hurts I, I forever use, forever mm. use, especially in the car or when I'm, you know, having trouble getting to sleep. Um, even sometimes I'll just be like, I'm so tired, I'm just going to go to sleep and I'm just going to have this playing softly in the background yeah. in my ear, um, you know, because that's, they're amazing, amazing, mm. Mm. absolutely It really amazing. works. Um, so another important thing is, I just want to say, and this is what we always do as well, Michelle, and, and um, you know, as, as my mentor, you were really, really on and, and direct with this, um, is always giving thanks for the guidance and even giving thanks in advance. Mm. <clears throat> yep. Um, so it, it's, you know, like, um, I'm just going to say not so much spirit guides here, but parking angels. Mm setting your intention um please help me find a park that will suit this car that will be safe that will be close you know please help us find a close park whatever it is and um you know many thanks in advance thank you when you get the park thank you again mm. um but you know it's about setting your intentions um as well but you may be guided and this is this is where people i think sort of get a, a, a bit off track or sort of uh, dis, um, 
discouraged is because you need to set your intentions and understand that you may be guided through smaller steps or pathways to get to your end path. So it's not always like, I want to win a million dollars, let's just say. <clears throat> it's not like you're gonna say, Spirit, help me win a million dollars and you're gonna get a million dollars there, okay? Um, if you say, you know, I need a million dollars, you may be given opportunities here where you'll have a small windfall here or some work opportunities will come up and all of these things are part of your process and are there to help you get to your end path. Um, so set the path, set the intention, leave it to the universe. The more you focus on what isn't, the greater you'll block, your, the greater you will block your desires. Wow, that's so well said, Beck. really well said. And that's very true because I think people get ahead of themselves a lot of the time and it's like, I just want to be at the destination. I just want to know what the destination is. What's it going to look like? And it's like, well, you know, either the, um, the lotto may be on your greatest, for your greatest and highest good. It may be in your path. Fantastic. But you still have to take the actions. It's like losing your job and then going, well, when's my, when's my next job coming? It's like, you've got to do the action, go and apply, look look on seek or LinkedIn or whatever it is. Um, it's like, you actually have to do the action. And I think a lot of people are like stuck in that. They just want to do the win. I just want the win. I just want the money. I just want the money. Yeah. And you're just focusing on that. You're not doing the action, you know, or paying attention That's to right. the intuition when you're at the shop with the band-aids, when you're at the, you know, like we were saying before, there's little intuitive yeah. things that you're totally missing because you're just focused on obsessing over, you know, that end result. It's not going to happen. Uh, anyway, I've got a client very soon, so we'll jump in and uh, talk about the next podcast. Um, Jane Artuso from Mermaid Murmurs. Um, and Yay. very appropriate with Jane because she's actually just moved. She was in Brisbane and she's actually moved up to Kiwana. So she lives on the water now. And this is like a big dream of hers. And uh, she does talk about that in her chat. So very excited to have Jane on. I've known her for um, a couple of years. She was one of my first clients that I read for when I became redundant. So I uh, have known her for quite a while. She didn't have crystal. She didn't have a crystal to her name. And now she has many, much to her husband's dismay. <laughs> so um, I've made the family very poor. Um, but yes, they're now living on the water. She's very happy. She's setting up her little mermaid murmurs business again. So I'm going to chat to her um, next episode. So I'm really excited about that. I'm really grateful that um, Jane's decided to come on and have a little chat to us. I would just like to throw in there, Michelle, you haven't made the family poor. You've made the family very abundant in vibration. That is correct. And energy. That is correct. <laughs> yes. That's my self-deprecating humour. <laughs> <laughs> Beck, great episode. Gosh, that was full of really good stuff. Really good stuff. Like really, I learn a lot from you and, um, and hopefully vice versa. But yeah, that was awesome. Yeah. Really, really cool. The listener at home, I'm sure will be, um, you know, have to listen back to that probably. Um, because there was just so many little bits of gold in there and I've made lots of notes um, this week. So, yeah, really happy. Spirit guides, hey? They're um, yeah. really, really uh, important and a lot of people don't really realise what they're there for and uh, hopefully people do now sort of have more of an understanding of that. Absolutely. And, you know, we're always, always um, encouraging our, our listeners to email into us at yep. Living um, to or even, you know, leave comments in, in, the, in the podcast because um, we're really interested to hear about your experiences as well. Yep. You know, share, share them with them. Let's, let's get it out there. Let's let people know things because you may have had something happen that we haven't even touched base on today because there's just so many possibilities out there. Perfect. So definitely. Yeah, that's true. very, very true. Well, thank you for listening once again and uh, Beck and I will be back next week. 